welcome, welcome, welcome. We are so glad that you are able to join us. And again, I am blessed to be with our pastors. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I enjoyed you guys last uh, Friday. And uh, <laughs> and uh, I thought we should extend that that joy a little longer. <laughs> so thank you for joining us. I want to welcome any of you that have joined us from Good Friday. Uh, I'm going to try and make it as simple as possible. I was struggling on <laughs> Friday. I was... Uh, trying my best to keep it simple and I and then as I was preparing for today in the spirit I could see what the Lord was preparing for us and I said okay how, how do I simplify it as much as possible so that if there is anybody newly joining us from Good Friday mm-hmm. you're not here and hit by a tornado <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. So that's okay too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you can just let the tornado carry you. Right? Yeah. So we thank you. So we want to start by wishing you um, a happy Easter. Yes, happy Easter to the church. We want to uh, thank God for this opportunity to gather in whatever forms. I want to continue where we left last Friday. And we want to follow the journey of our Lord and Savior, Jesus. What blessed you from Friday? I'm putting you on the spot. What was that one thing that... I think the one thing for me was when you tied in the crucifixion of Christ and how it was kept a secret. Hmm. Because if, if, if the devil had known that... Jesus was going to be crucified and raised from the dead, mm. then he would have done something about it. And mm. I think that was, and that tied it in with the mysteries um, that you spoke about maybe a few weeks before that, uh, as, as how God hides things mm. in the word so that, um, you know, maybe the swine and um, that they, they don't recognize what what God is, 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 is saying because it's, it's our, um, it's for our glory to search out the things of God. I think that was the most, the thing that impacted me the most that you said last week. You know, I keep thinking about how Good Friday and Easter becomes very religious. Yes. And Good Friday, are we supposed to be sad? You know, yeah. What is expected? We know what happens. Yeah, because it's it's like Friday, it's all very sad emotions. And Sunday, it's all joy. Mm. Is that what makes the Lord happy? Because we know in the scripture that the way we grieve when somebody dies is not like how the world grieves. Yeah, it's true. Okay. That's the instructions to a believer. That when somebody dies among you, the way you grieve is not like the way the world grieves. That's right. So how about Good Friday? Do we then grieve differently? Because we have 
allow tradition to say this is how we grieve. This is how it's sombersome. But if the Lord Jesus is right now sitting on the right hand side of the Father, and He is our Father, He's not sitting there and saying, guys, on Friday I want you all to be very depressed. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. In fact, you know, it's like when my time comes to pass away to the other side or rapture happens. <laughs> Let's say I'm sitting on the other side and my children, the rapture has not taken place and they are, I don't want them to be depressed. I don't want them to beat their chest and cry and sulk. No, no, that's not what is going to bring me pleasure. I want them to live their life to full glory. To the legacy that I have left behind. To build upon it. And to do greater things. Okay. So that perspective is very critical. Because sometimes we keep doing something for decades. And now it's like, okay, we have a sad message on a good Friday and Sunday a happy message. Uh, that's not how the Lord Jesus wants us. He wants us, that's why what you said makes sense. The mystery. Uh, so the, we, I believe that the Father God will be very excited when we, the children of God, we are able to discover these mysteries, these secret codes that are Lord left for us. You know, so that makes us a secret society. <laughs> a good secret yes, society. <laughs> yes, not the not the way the world sees exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. So we want to look at the certain perspectives. What was the need for our Lord Jesus to die and to resurrect? I know we have we have our prepared answers. We have our usual theological answers I I don't I don't want to even go there uh, because you all already know that so there's no point in me bringing it up but I want to today stretch ourselves to a different zone take you to a different place if you allow me to just teach us that the Bible is in layers and as we study we go peel off the top layers we go deeper 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 So if you go a little deeper, there is one thing that you will begin to observe about the scriptures that Jesus said, I have not come to abolish the law, but I have come to fulfill the law. So when you look at Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, you are not looking at somebody who came to destroy the Old Testament. He has come to fulfill it and to start another testament which we call the New Testament. Okay? Mm-hmm. So when you see the Bible is Old Testament and New Testament, what we do not realize is that the Old Testament is the end of a will because there was an individual that fulfilled the clause needed to fulfill it. And the New Testament is the beginning of another will by an individual. 
that is waiting for us to access the inheritance of that will and now when you hear the word will you know how we think of a will is somebody is dying and they write say okay all my inheritance this much goes to this person this that's exactly what's happened even in the bible let me before i go to far let me give you a verse go to hebrews chapter 9 please and let us read verse 17 because what i'm teaching is right in your scriptures i have it here please so the esp's version from verse 17 aha uh-huh. for a will takes effect only at death a will takes effect only at death death okay since it is not in force as long as the one who made it is alive it is not enforced until the one who made it is alive okay mm-hmm. therefore not even the first covenant was inaugurated without blood okay so even the first covenant there was an inauguration and the way something is activated or inaugurated is with blood the blood that is why even the old testament needs an inaugurator mm. okay and that requires blood yes okay go on for when every commandment of the law had been declared by moses to mm. all the people he took the blood of calves and goats mm. with water and scarlet wool and hyssop mm. and sprinkled both the book itself and all the people saying this is the blood of the covenant that god commanded for you wow so it's talking about how the old testament was inaugurated how the old testament will was activated mm. how it was fulfilled and it says for a testament to be established there must be a death okay for a testament to establish and how did the old testament testament be established it needed somebody to die and that moses knew that understood that so the bible says he used the blood of goats and calves and that was sprinkled every time not just on the people not just on the law if you go on you will see it was sprinkled even on the tents yes it was sprinkled okay go on let let's hear it and then it goes on and says in verse 21 mm. and in the same way he sprinkled with the blood both the tent mm-hmm. and all the vessels used in worship so everything came under the blood So the old testament the validity of that will needed of shedding of blood okay and that's the value of that is referring to is the person who had to die was the go- the, the goats and the calves okay and then he's talking about the new testament okay go on verse 22 Indeed under the law almost everything is purified with blood mm-hmm. and without the shedding of blood there is no forgiveness of sins there is no forgiveness without the shedding of the blood okay next thus it was necessary for the copies of the heavenly things to be purified with these rites okay so this is interesting now is in the way the old testament happened all the things in the tabernacle all the elements that you see in the tabernacle the law that was every law that was read everything was purified 
by the blood of goats and calves yes and that was the establishment of a testament okay now there is an establishment of a new testament and the way that is being done is that the same way there is a purification required in the tabernacle is saying now this blood is going to purify the copy of the tabernacle so basically the original mm. okay the copy of the tabernacle is in heaven yes so let's read that again so you you get it thus it was necessary for the copies of the heavenly things to be purified with these rites okay so this is referring to the old testament yes one more time the copies of the heavenly things yes okay but now the same rites had to apply to the things in heaven oh wow <laughs> okay because everything you saw in the old testament are parallels of the heavenly things yeah tabernacle there is a tabernacle in heaven the everything all the layouts everything that is purification that happened on earth is based on a principle that is in heaven so now we're saying the copies had to be done in other words what you saw was the copy of what is in heaven okay you will see that in the in the next next verse so verse 24 mm. for christ has entered not into holy places made with hands mm. which are copies of the true things mm-hmm. but into heaven itself ha. so he's saying he did not enter into what man made which are the copies of the true things so he's saying that he did not enter into the tabernacle made of man's hands it is a copy but he entered into where the original place where is the original in heaven <laughs> <laughs> okay this this is exciting okay go on for christ has entered not into holy places made with hands which are copies of the true things but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of god on our behalf nor was it to offer himself repeatedly as the high priest enters the holy places every year with blood not his own so the high priest used to enter every year now friday if you remember i taught you about the value of the blood and i said that every species the yes. value is not the same yes. and if you don't believe that you can go to the market the price also is different okay so the reason of why the high priest had to go every year because of the value of the blood that was shed but now this verse is going to establish a why you don't have to repeat it like the high priest who had to go every year with the blood into the holy of holies now go on and see what it says and then he goes on to say hmm. for then he would have had to suffer repeatedly since the foundation of the world ah So he's saying that is not the same way because then that means if it was the same method mm. what the high priest done that means that every year Jesus had to die yes, yes. but the value of the blood was so high that tens of thousands of years later centuries later hundreds of centuries later that blood is still alive powerful and is able to speak on our behalf wow 
So that makes the sacrifice of Jesus completely unique and different. Okay? So all these things that I wanted to share, I'm, I'm trying to tie it up from Friday. Let's now go back to verse 17, please. One more time. I want to establish a truth and take it from there. Okay, so verse 17. Mm. For a will takes effect only at death. The Sin. will takes place only at death. So the establishment of the New Testament requires a death. So there would not be a New Testament if there was no death. death. Yes. So the whole New Testament begins because of the death of Jesus Christ. So anything that you see Matthew 1 is not New Testament. <laughs> True. Yeah. Matthew 5 is not. The death of Jesus is the beginning of the New Testament. Oh, wow. yeah. 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 Okay. So what does Jesus do? He is the fulfillment. So, so I just want to for the sake of you know some people that might just argue. They say, "Oh, so we don't need to Um, we can ignore the old testament no it is not to ignore the old testament he he has fulfilled yes when you look at jesus you're seeing the fulfillment of the old testament the he didn't come to abolish but to fulfill the law so when you look at jesus as savior you're looking at what a fulfillment of the law yeah. so what does it mean when you say let's grow unto jesus Let's grow to Jesus. What does that mean? Because Jesus, how is he as a person? He is the fulfillment of law. Not the abolishment. The fulfillment. So if it is you, if it's us who has to grow up to Jesus. What does it mean? That means is not to ignore the principles in the Old Testament. Because if you are going to become like Jesus you cannot become like Jesus by ignoring the old testament yeah <laughs> okay let me explain just just to prove you that <laughs> that is why when they came to Jesus they wanted to trap him and they brought out that coin and said should we give tax what was the response of Jesus the response of Jesus quickly he uses wisdom and he, he knows this is they are trying to trap me he says whose image is on this coin and they say it's caesar's he said so give unto caesar what belongs to caesar and quickly he brings the kingdom and then he says give unto god that which belongs to god okay what is he bringing he's bringing back that which he established in the old testament to give god that which is due unto god okay give caesar that which he has demanded give unto god that which he has demanded mm-hmm. what has he demanded he has demanded the 10% yes that's right so when you look at when they, again they are probing jesus so you got to understand every time they came to jesus they are trying to trap him they are trying to accuse him of blasphemy they are trying to use his words to crucify him so that is why you will never see jesus giving them a straight answer because they don't deserve a straight answer 
you give a straight answer to those who sincerely ask him so again they want to trap him and and when they came back to him and say hey what about the tithes what about the giving when they probed him about that he will say let your giving be more than the pharisees meaning if the old testament required them to give 10% with you i am expecting more It is not 10% anymore in the New Testament. In the New Testament, your giving has to overflow, be beyond. Okay? That is why when he talks to them in terms about how the Old Testament functioned, the principle he states, you will see in Matthew chapter 5 verse 20 if you can find that um one of you can read for me. So Matthew 5 verse 20 says for I tell you mm. unless your righteousness exceeds mm. that of the scribes and Pharisees righteousness right standing right things right instructions unless your righteousness what does it do exceeds it exceeds that of the Pharisees okay Pharisees were known to follow the law they were known to follow it to the t saying but with you guys what i am expecting is it has to exceed that which of the pharisees yeah. you know when sometimes we look into the scriptures you will see a lot of correlation with our finances how the kingdom functions is connected to the finances how the enemy can rob you is even again with your finances you will see a lot of correlation in fact when the lord jesus came to his disciples and he said you know in two days i am going to be crucified the first act that happened was that lady breaking the alabaster jar at his feet because she was preparing him for his death That is what the Lord Jesus said and that is why he went on to say wherever this gospel is preached okay they will talk about you do you have that verse uh, Sean uh yeah i have a year that um it's Matthew 26 verse 7 mm-hmm. it says a woman came up to him with an alabaster flask and we know about the alabaster jar right yes but read the verses <laughs> above that uh, i'd like you to read from verse 1 now read verse 1 and 2 so you'll understand when the alabaster jar happens i'll show you a few things okay. and then we'll okay yeah. so from uh, Matthew 26 from verse 1 mm-hmm. when jesus had finished all these sayings he said to his disciples you know that after two days the passover is coming mm-hmm. and the son of man will be delivered up to be crucified okay in two days so he's prophesying his death is now near mm-hmm. and then you see the arrival of the alabaster jar okay and then he goes on to say she's preparing him for what is to come because they were judging her okay now there are so much prophetic utterances happening right now because now it is time what this woman does is that she exceeds than that which a pharisee does 
He's saying, so your righteousness has to exceed that of a Pharisee. So Pharisee is used to giving 10%. But in the New Testament, the death of Jesus is coming. In that testament, you cannot say, I follow the, the laws of the Old Testament. In that testament, you have to exceed that which of the Old Testament. So, so the moment he's prophetically declaring his death, there begins the manifestation of what happens after the death, the preparation. She is coming to prepare him. And she knows the principle that prepares. He says, no, it's, it's not going to be 10%. She breaks the entire jar. She says, in this testament, I'm not required 10%. I'm required 100%. So she was ahead of her time for New Covenant. And that is because she was functioning out of revelation. Yes. Yes. Because if you notice, there was, it, was, it was not like, oh, I saw somebody do it, and therefore I do it. Okay, yeah. So, so if you look at how the tithing started, when Abraham started, it was not because somebody told him to do it. It was a revelation. And then the Lord came along and confirmed that revelation that Abraham had. Okay, that is the Old Testament. In the New Testament, again, it is established by a revelation where a woman comes in and says, everything that I have, 100% belongs to the Lord. It has to exceed that which of the Pharisee because Jesus is coming to set a new pattern in the kingdom of God today. It is not 10% child of God. Everything that we have belongs to Him. Our wealth belongs to Him. Our energy belongs to Him. Time belongs to Him. So it's no more few hours on a Sunday. In this New Testament, God requires that you give all of your time to Him. No more having the mentality that when I am free, I will serve the Lord. When I am free. No, it becomes a lifestyle more than a moment. In the same chapter, Now, this is why I say parallels. When the Lord is moving forward in a certain way, when there is a revelation, somebody receives a revelation in the kingdom of God. Simultaneously, the kingdom of darkness is receiving their own own encounters, their own revelations. Okay? You will see that in what chapter are you in? Uh, In chapter 26. 26. Why don't you go down to... Uh, verse 15, please. Go to verse 15. And said unto them, What will ye give me? And I will deliver him unto you. And they covenanted with him for 30 pieces of silver. Oh, serious now. Yeah. Wow. My goodness. A covenant was made with an offering. Okay. Now you should understand why the enemy fights offerings. Why the enemy abuses offerings. Why the enemy causes a New Testament believer to not believe in the offerings. Because the enemy, the devil knows more than a believer how covenants are made by an offering. 
So there was a covenant. So the money they had, they gave it to Judas and there was a covenant made. The money she had, he gave it to Jesus and there was a covenant made to the point where Jesus said, wherever this gospel is being preached, they will talk about you. (laughs) A covenant is made. (laughs) That's exchange. What is a covenant? You you know what a covenant is. There is an exchange. A person comes and says, okay, this is my part of deal. And in exchange, you receive a part of deal. What was the deal that this woman is receiving? In exchange, she is receiving a grace for to be honored by the King Ah, of Kings. Wherever they talk about me, they will talk about you. (laughs) So I'm about to go to the cross. I'm about to be killed. I'm about to experience death. But at the same time, prophetically, the Lord Jesus is releasing a blessing on a woman who understood this New Testament. When your righteousness exceeds that of the Pharisee, there is an exchange that happens. There is an exchange of honor. Honor is released. Prophetically, I believe that in this ministry, God is releasing the grace of mighty honor upon sons and daughters that are covenanted with this ministry, that believes in what God is doing, that is not holding themselves back in supporting and standing with the vision of this ministry. I believe that the Lord is releasing a grace of mighty honor in the days to come. In Jesus' mighty name. And let the church receive it with a loud amen. 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 Amen and amen and amen. So Jesus is about to go to the cross. He knows that. But then he's declaring honor over her. Because he knows a seed cannot be harvested without it first dying. Death is what is required of the seed. Death meaning total end. It looks like there is no more. And then comes the resurrection. A seed that completely dies. Pastors, do you know that you can't give 10% and say that you've died? (laughs) Do you know that you cannot give God 10% of your time and then say that this is a seed that has died? Do you know that you cannot give one loaf of bread and one fish to the Lord? Keep the other four loaves with you and keep the other fish with you and say, oh, I've done God a favor. No, 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 no. The way the seed dies is when all the five loaves leaves your hand and when all the two fish leaves your hand, then you have really died in the kingdom. Okay. That death will become a translation. When you have surrendered everything, then it is time for you to be translated. So hear me carefully. We're just starting. (laughs) We're just starting. We just arrived. Death in the kingdom of light 
is only an end to a known world and a beginning to an unknown world. Omata. Yes. Death in the kingdom of light is the end to a known world and a beginning to a world that you have not yet known. Yes. So, until that seed completely dies it cannot translate itself germinate itself into a dimension that it has never experienced so if you look at a seed for crying out loud in its wildest of its dreams it has never imagined that it is going to be a mighty tree with branches and shoots coming out of it with fruits coming out of it on the left right straight center with birds coming in to dwell with a nest being formed in it it never imagines that this tiny seed has that level of a capacity until it fully dies You know, I saw a wonder in the kitchen when I was a young man, when I was in India, growing up in a house. Onions, shoots coming out. And I looked at it and I said, wow, this is amazing. This is beautiful, you know. But my mother didn't think so. She said, this is wasted. I have to throw it out. Neither was this going to be eaten, nor was it enough dead for it to bear much fruit. My mother said, the onions were spoiled. Because it was not fully dead. It was not rooted. And if I may, uh, last Friday you mentioned that unless we die, we cannot understand where we're going to be. So if you can please teach us from where you just left off. We don't understand many things until that death has happened. And that is why a wise man never argues with somebody who has experienced something. because he knows I am not there. So only somebody who is there can explain it to you. The seed must die. When that seed dies, it transitions into dimensions that it was not possible before. So that is like when Jesus was teaching Nicodemus, he goes, how can you understand If you can't understand things of this world, how could I you understand things from another world? Yeah, until you're born again. Hey, you guys are getting it. <laughs> how can somebody who is not born again into that kingdom teach somebody? We've been talking about it in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. A natural man does not have the ability to understand. That is why Hebrews chapter 11 verse 5 Can I have it? Yes. And it says, By faith, Enoch 
was translated. Translated. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, go on. That he should not see death. Okay. So let's break that up. Many things that we understand in our vocabulary of human understanding or should I say the natural man when the natural man understands things the way he understands it is through natural experiences yes okay so when you hear the idea of somebody dying it's almost all the time we think of a coffin right death yeah. is equal to coffin and the coffiners but here enoch did not see death in fact he was translated okay so humans as we would say that that is not dying because for us dying is what being buried yeah. you know we have to physically see it but what has happened to enoch is death but just not in the language yes. of us humans because he has died to his known world yeah and he's translated to another world yes. okay now i'm i'm willing we're going somewhere <laughs> i hope you are able yes, to yes, you're not yes, lost yes, so. we're still on yeah. track okay we have to connect everything that's that's the glory of mysteries right yes. you you don't find a mystery with one secret code <laughs> written under a table you put many puzzles together and you start seeing the silver lining you start saying wow so i want you to see the connection now for everything we are the book of all beginnings we go to genesis so in the book of genesis god tells adam the day you eat of this fruit you will die okay so god cannot lie you know there are some atheists who made written books the great lie of god and i'm telling you a natural man doesn't have the capacity to understand these informations the day you eat of this fruit you will die, die. and then you see adam lived for 900 plus years more so what is the truth did god lie or is it the death we are expecting is coffin box yes natural yeah so the atheist who is writing that book the great lie of god what he doesn't understand is the bible language the spiritual man has a different vocabulary what we don't understand is that when god says he hasn't lied death has happened but not the way that we understand death just like enoch was translated up adam was translated down enoch hebrews 11:5 he was translated and he was taken up adam he died but not in the coffin but by translating himself down there was a deep promotion Are you with me? I yes, I need to yes, know. Yes, I need yes. to make sure that yes. I've not given too much. No. Yeah. Let me explain that a little more. Do you know the Bible says Adam was not deceived? 
Yes. <laughs> let's 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 give you that verse. Go to First Timothy, chapter two, verse fourteen, please. First Timothy two, verse fourteen. First Timothy two, fourteen. Hmm. Says Adam was not deceived. Adam was not deceived. So when you keep hearing all these sermons, oh Adam, oh Adam, oh Adam. Oh no, no. Adam was not deceived. You gotta understand, he is the first man we're talking about, made in the image and likeness of God. So to say that he was easily deceived, ah, that's a that's a huge statement. That also means that the man that the Lord made in His image and likeness was not too sharp. Okay. Okay. Because he got deceived, deception hit him. So that means that there is a level of spiritual intelligence. Adam is still, you know, I, I, you need to hear this part. Yes, please, yes. <laughs> so and then it goes on to say, but who was deceived? But the woman was deceived. Okay, the woman was deceived, and uh. became a transgressor. Aha. Uh-huh. So so Adam was not deceived, but the woman was. Okay, I want you to travel with me as I use words to describe it. I want you to imagine the glorious God. Hey, we're back at Proverbs now. Who conceals everything? Proverbs twenty-five two. So we don't go. We don't want to go there. Uh, do it. Hey, this is going to be. This is going to be one long sermon. Um, <laughs> we don't want to start. <laughs> the glorious God that conceals, the way He does everything is He conceals. Okay, everything that God has created, there is something inside that. He made the tree, conceals the table inside. <laughs> made the man, conceals the woman. Made the woman, conceals the seed inside. Wow. Yes. <laughs> That is the manner of God. Now, if that is the manner of God, God makes Adam in his in his image and in his likeness. From inside Adam, He brings the woman out. Okay, that woman. As soon as Adam sees the Adam, you got to understand. Now we are talking about is the man that was covered in the glory of God, the spirit man, Adam. Not the flesh that was leading him; it was the spirit leading his flesh, right? It was the spirit man that was fully alive. Yes. You you understand yes, that? Yes, yes. So the spirit being now looks at Eve that is coming from inside, from out of the belly shall rivers of water flow. Yeah. Okay, I'm. This is loaded. <laughs> you can study this for weeks, and you will have more revelations coming out of this. So from inside that which the belly. From the depth of him, the rivers are R I V E R S. Okay, so when God pulls something out of Adam, the plural, this substance inside. Okay, I have to hold back from not giving a lot. Mendo brokosia, but this spirit being. Looks at Eve, spirit to spirit, because he's brought out. A spirit can only produce a spirit, right? So he brings something out of Adam, and now that Adam looks at Eve, 
and he now sees things through the eyes of the spirit not the eyes of the flesh okay, okay not yet he has not lost his glory yet yeah. he's looking through the eyes of the spirit and what does he declare he said here is the flesh of my flesh and bone of my bones his testimony is what he's not looking at the skin he's looking beyond the surface he's looking inside he sees the flesh and he's looking inside the flesh he's seeing what he's seeing the bone the skin covers the flesh he looks and this is flesh of my flesh bone of my bone because his eyes is looking in the spirit okay then comes the deception so now eve strays from where she was supposed to be and now starts gazing into the eyes of the serpent okay who was more shrewd than any other beast looking into his eyes she is deceived deception because she takes her eyes of where she needs to be puts it in the wrong place now that serpent takes her eyes and fixes it on that fruit that was forbidden that's what the enemy does if you can give him your eyes he's going to take your eyes and put it elsewhere that it should never be okay she being deceived there's so there's so many things here guys there's so many things here passes there's so many things here Do, do I still proceed? Yes. yes, yes, yes. Okay. Okay. If you see the reason of the lack of grace on Eve, we don't want to be accusing women, is because the command was not to her. It is the command that follows the grace. The grace to follow the instructions was upon Adam. Yes. It was Adam's job to cover his garden. Mm-hmm. It was not the grace of Eve. So Eve was more open to attacks of the enemy because the command was not to her. And that is why when God was upset with Adam, you will understand, he didn't go to talk to Eve. He came to Adam. because he did not command eve he had commanded adam now it was adam's job to command his household so what happens when the command comes to eve because you see the bible says a unbelieving husband is sanctified by a believing wife by the same principle This time the command is not go to the husband the command went to the wife so there is a grace on the wife yeah ay ay okay so so you have no excuse <laughs> you can't say oh my husband oh my wife no 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 if you have understanding that grace is flowing or being removed because of that understanding did you get it yeah i got it if you have understanding the grace on your household is either coming to you or removed by your action that is why oh yo 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 i have to stop yes oh please sorry let's let's take it easy so the more understanding we have 
more we'll receive. And there's the verse. And the, the more we are held accountable. And the more you have accountable. Yes. You can lose it. <laughs> the more grace. <laughs> more grace. The more accountability. But do some people play dumb then? Because if that's the case, the less they why, want to know. That is why the Bible says it's better you not know. No. Yeah. yeah. So when somebody says, you know, comes and says, can you just teach us what you did? Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the questions that yeah. any any real hungry son will come and say, can you teach us what you do with your father? <laughs> because they want to get the shortcut. Yeah. You know, me sharing that is giving, handing over punishment to you. Because if you cannot live to that standard, mm. then now you know, and now by you not doing, yeah, held accountable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So wow. anyway, we 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 we're going everywhere. <laughs> Let's get back to. I want to show you something. Yeah. Yes. Translation, right? Yes. Oh, yes. We are on that. The Bible is clear. Adam is not deceived. Mm-hmm. Yet he eats the fruit. Let's uncover this mystery. Yes. Yes. I'll charge you later. Okay. <laughs> 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 we give exceedingly. <laughs> exceedingly, okay. <laughs> If he was not deceived, now he's standing in the realm of the spirit as a spirit. Listen, let's not kid ourselves. Adam has more understanding than any of us. Yeah. He was functioning the closest to God. His spiritual intelligence is very high. His understanding of the things of the spirit is very high. So we should not treat Adam as a child. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got to understand number one in in creation. So his spiritual intelligence is top. His spiritual IQ. Yeah, they say that that today are the the amount of IQ they know. somebody that is used the most is Albert Albert Einstein and I think he he was on a 8 out of 10 or something but if you ask Adam if there was 10 he'd probably be in 15 <laughs> yeah he he was able to communicate with animals let's we'll not go there yeah. <laughs> that man Adam he is now finding his wife whom at one point looking in the spirit he said my flesh of flesh and my bones of bones now he looks at her and he does not see her in the same state she's already demoted yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looks at her and immediately without words he knows she has eaten the fruit because when he when she left me she was like me when she left me she was in the glory like me mando brokosia whom your fellowship is so important yeah. we'll deal with that uh, another week whom you fellowship because you are the the person you fellowship with that glory you're not partaking of it you start fellowshipping with the serpent the glory that was removed from the serpent because you got to understand he was kicked off the heavens right mm, yeah right. you start partaking of that glory right. now her glory is removed hey my god my god my god my god my god when adam looks he knows what's happening 
He said, in a little while, the footsteps of the Lord is going to come. And he's going to walk down the garden and he's going to find my wife without glory. She's going to be kicked out of the garden. Now, for Adam, it was not deception. It was a choice. Oh, wow. Do I go with the one that I love? Ah, right there, you can see what temptation does to your flesh. (laughs) A man covered in the glory, you're wondering, how could it be that he chooses to be with a woman that has lost the glory? How could he not say, I don't want you, I want God? How could he? Because for the first time, Adam laid eyes on a woman that was not covered in the glory. You become what you gaze upon. Just like she gazed upon the serpent. She gazed upon the serpent, you got it. She became as a serpent. Adam gazed upon the naked woman without the glory and he falls for the temptation. He says, now I have two options. I go back into being alone in the garden, carrying the glory, or I eat the fruit and I demote myself and continue living with her. He chose the second. Ah, I know, I know your, your, your brains are. Yes, yes. yes. We were never taught that. <laughs> it was something that we never understood. Think about this. Now, I know it feels far-fetched, but let me show you more. Let me, show, yes. let me establish this. Yes. Why else? 40 days of fasting that Jesus does on the 40th day, Satan comes to him. Just like he did with the first man, Adam. Because he knows. At the peak of glory. Now you got to understand, this was not on the 10th day. This was not on the 20th day. This was not on the 30th day. This was on the 40th day. At the peak of his anointing. At the peak of his obedience. At the of being with the Holy Spirit, Satan comes trying to put his eyes onto something and he says, look at that stone. He's trying to put his gaze upon that stone, trying to give him a visual context to deceive him just like how he deceived Adam and Eve by making Eve look at the fruit. Saying, look at the stone, make it into a bread. Visual thought is being planted. And he's showing him the cities and saying, look at this. Look, look, your gaze. Where is your gaze, child of God? Where is your gaze? So what happens to Adam is that he looks at 
something that is below his level and he joins her by eating that fruit and thereby demoting himself he translates from the realm of glory to the natural state that is why people of god the bible never says resist sin says flee sin because you are not capable of resisting sin you're only capable of resisting the devil so good that yes that is why even somebody who is very anointed 40 day fasting don't try to resist yeah run you your prayer must not be lord make the woman less beautiful it has to be lord make my legs fast <laughs> yeah yes your prayer should never be lord i don't want to be attracted to him that's the lord teach me to run after you fast take let my legs carry me fast the same thing happened to the angels that fell from heaven they came and saw the children of men they saw their daughters the same thing that happened to adam is what happened to the children to the is what happened to the angels that saw the children of men the spiritual saw the carnal and given to flesh so they gave the way yes and they translated death happens to them they lost the position they were in the spiritual authority they had they were demoted from the level that they were at so what is death we're going back now it is translation So what happens to Jesus? Now let's go back to it. It's Easter. We're still there. <laughs> what happens to Jesus? What happens to Jesus? The punishment of sin is what? Death. Death. So Jesus is punished. Why? Because he has not made any sins. But he takes the sin of the world upon himself. Now with that he goes he dies on the cross okay and he goes down way deep into the hades yes, but there's a problem there legally he is not able to stay there because he is a sinless lamb legally there is no legal there needs to be you got to understand the 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 birds the fowls of the air cannot live in the water because there's a legal requirement to there to be there your 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 raw materials that you're made out of your body is made out of it is not allowing these birds to go into the water dimension and those that are in the water they require certain elements that are made from a different atmosphere 
in order to sustain in that atmosphere. Yes. That is why there are certain requirements, certain planes are, can fly up to 30, 40,000 feet, but it cannot survive any higher. That is why rockets are made out of a different material because they go higher densities, higher locations, where there is higher pressure, higher uh, heat. And, and so they have to be made in a different dimension in order for that. So there is a legal requirement for in order for you to sustain in that, in that dimension. Your body, your flesh, there is legal requirement. So your flesh is made by elements of the dust. So it can survive in this atmosphere. But in order for it to go into a dimension beyond that, you will need a space suit. Because you don't have the right to be there. Because you're not made out of the elements out of that, that location. You're not, you're made out of the elements that is found on earth. Am I giving you a, are you with me? Yes, yes, yes. yes. You're made out of the elements on the earth. So you can survive on earth. But you're not made out of the elements from moon. So when you go there, you always need a space shuttle, a suit yeah. that can sustain you in that environment that you're not made out of. Because there is a legal requirement for every environment for you to sustain there. There is a legal requirement. Rento brocosia. That is why even spiritually, some people you have been spiritually promoted. But that location requires a certain mantle and that mantle is not even yours but you are in a different dimension and you're carrying something yeah. for something that you've not paid a price yeah. okay I, I leave that there I, I know I have lost a lot of people on that one when the Lord Jesus enters into that place death could not hold him back because he did not find a legal right yes. to hold him back. The only way death and hates and hellfire can hold somebody is if the elements of sin is found in that man. It looks into the DNA of Jesus and says, I find nothing. The prince of this world is coming. He has no rights in three days in hell. They're trying their level best to hold him down. And that's why the West says, death has lost his victory. The grave has been denied. He bursts out of the grave. The angels shout, He is risen. Because demons, hells, hellfire, did not have the legal right over Jesus. <laughs> and you see, Jesus is now translated out of that hell. So, what happens to Jesus? He was supposed to go to hell because of the sin of the world. But those sins were not his. So sin could not hold him down. He comes out with resurrection power. Greater glory than what he had on earth. And now he's worthy of elevation. 
and he's elevated to the right hand side of the father ay 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 i have given you enough to eat <laughs> so us fixating our eyes on jesus yeah. is what elevates us is the translation is into glory tra- uh, go to psalms 27 Psalm 27 was four please one thing have i asked one thing one thing one thing have i asked one not two one thing have i asked yeah one thing have i asked of the lord mm. that and that will i seek that will i seek ah. after mm. go on that i be dwell in the house in of the, the lord in the house of the lord for all the days of my life for the, all the days of my life he's saying i have just one desire he understands the place of god the location of his nearness he said that's my goal all the days of my life can we come to that place where where coming to the house of god all the days of your life he is become the core desire you meet daily as the apostles did and you study the word of god daily you know to be honest when i say that i'm not expecting you to be here physically every day but i want to make sure that your heart is here every day because yes. yeah. otherwise there's a problem we've not reached there go on to gaze hmm. upon the beauty of the lord to gaze upon the beauty of the lord go on and to inquire in his temple inquire <laughs> there we are again to search it out see passes no matter if you are in the house no matter even if your gaze is right you still have to inquire you still have to inquire the child of god never ceases to what inquire that's part of your dna that is the spirit that is in you the spirit that came from god the spirit that comes on you it's not the same thing do you understand the spirit in you and the spirit on you the characteristic of that is that it's constantly inquiring the success of king david is that he inquired should i go should i not go they just took his wives and 400 of them he still went to the lord and said let me inquire of the lord first that's your dna over all your life every step lord what is your heart such things out with the eyes on the lord that will release the resurrection glory of god yes. going back to proverbs 26 second yes. corinthians first corinthians 2 we're tying everything together the glory of god do you remember the formula that i showed you the glory of god concealed searching believer searching believer comes finds it out they partake of the glory of god do you remember that yes. it was 2 3 yes. weeks ago yes. that verse you're seeing right here when you gaze upon the lord when you are in the location where god wants you to be planted by the rivers 
then you learn to inquire and correct yourself where you need to be corrected you will now partake of that glory you will partake of the resurrection glory again i said you will partake of the resurrection Amen. Amen. oh yes because yes. that is what he promised he said the glory the mystery is for our glory do you remember yeah, that first yes. corinthians 2 it's for our glory how do we tap into that glory the resurrection glory this is the man pastor let me close let me close let me close read 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 a, f- a few more verses and then we'll pray yes for he will hide me okay for those who have these three things one dwelling in the house of god two the gaze and three those who inquire these three things okay i would love for you to to put those three principles out and share it with us okay and then yes he will for he will hide me hide me <laughs> you do these three things you become untouchable ah. <laughs> you will enter into stealth mode because the lord will now hide you okay go on it says for he will hide me hmm. in his shelter in his shelter in the day of trouble yes so trouble will come but there will be a certain covering on your life that the devil will be confused man no matter what i throw at her she just keeps escaping i threw at that sickness i threw at that problem i threw at that attacks i just the guy doesn't go down the glory increases and increases and increases because he's under a shelter he's under a shelter that is why the prince of this world if they knew that they would not have killed jesus because they it accelerated let's put it this way the prince of this world accelerated the glory of jesus come <laughs> on yeah they they pushed him into his manifestation of glory and that is what this verse is saying you will be covered go on he will conceal me he will conceal me cover me protect me go on under the cover of his tent under the cover of his tent tent a dwelling place okay go on he will lift me high upon a rock he will lift me high upon a rock that rock is who jesus jesus he will lift me high so you do these three things you are elevated upon the rock where is this rock at the right hand side of the father where are you now seated at the right hand of the father but there are steps to it you see this is why many people when we take the scripture the gospel for granted and we never arrive we never wonder why have we never arrived okay go on and now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies <laughs> all around me that means that the enemies are surrounding him but his head is not going down his head is still above the enemies meaning he's not drowned in the river his head is still up 
I prophesy to you, your head is going to be above every attacks of the enemy in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I prophesy that you will be covered. I don't think that you are watching this by an accident. The other day, I was with some precious group of people that were just cleaning the place, just loving the church. They could have enjoyed some good weather, but they chose to be in the house of God and dwell in the house of God. And yes, I was passing by. I was not planning to talk to them. I was fixing, finishing some work that I'd come for. All of a sudden, the Spirit of God came upon me and I sensed a prophetic shift. And prophetically, the Lord began to tell me to tell those people. He said, those that wait upon the Lord, they shall not be weary. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That's from Isaiah. Yeah, I have it here. Chapter 40. Yes, chapter 40. Mm. But they that wait upon the Lord shall mm. renew their strength. They that wait upon the Lord. And the Lord prophetically began to tell them. And I, I sensed that the Lord wanted me to share the same word to some of you watching. They that wait upon the Lord, meaning they that wait upon His word, they that wait to hear the now word of God. They that love his instructions. David said, your statues are a joy to me. Your commandments are a joy to me. It's not a burden. When the Lord says do this and don't do that, and it's not a burden. It is a joy. That's when you know you have not yet been rewarded but you delight in waiting upon the Lord. To them, the Lord says, you that wait upon the Lord, what's going to happen to them, Pastor? They shall mount up. They shall mount up. Like? With wings as eagles. With wings like eagles. I don't think... If, you, if you've not run away already <laughs> and that you've made it to this part of the video, I don't think it's your natural strength. It is the Spirit of God. Amen. And then I want to declare this over you. This prophetic word, you're going to carry it home. Wait on the Lord. He will transition you from glory to glory, from dimension to dimension. Amen. You and all those that you command after, you and your household, the Lord is taking you from glory to glory, from victory to victory. I established a word last week and I sense in the spirit to extend that prophetic word again for the next week, victory 
to victory, from victory to victory. Romana Prophetically, I say what the enemy has been doing, working very hard. It's losing in Jesus' name. Amen. It's losing, it's losing, it's losing. It's losing, it's losing. You're going to a new place. You're going to a greater place. You're going from a from where you are. You are not going to be translated down. You are going to be translated up. You are not going to drown with your enemies. You are going to ascend up in the name of Jesus. In on this Easter morning, or whatever time zone you're watching this at, we release the grace of God and we declare that you are, it's, I declare this over your life, it is your time to ascend. Amen. I said, it is your time for a promotion. It is your time for a breakthrough. It is your time for a blessing. We thank you, Holy Spirit. There shall be showers of blessing. This is the promise of love. There shall be seasons. There shall be seasons refreshing. Sent from the Savior above. Sent from the Savior above. Showers of blessing. Showers of blessing we need. Mercy drop round as are falling. But for the showers we plead. Oh, mercy drop round as are falling. But for the showers we plead. Showers of blessing. Showers of blessing we need. Mercy drop round us are falling. Drop round us are falling, but for the showers we plead. Oh, mercy drop round us are falling, but for the showers we plead. Mandala Mayo, mercy drop round us are falling. But for the showers we plead, Maya Layare, mercy drop round us are falling. But for the showers we plead, love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We love you. Oh, we love you. It is well, it is raining in your house, it is raining over your family. It's raining on your marriage, your children, your, your finances, your health. Receive the resurrection glory. Be translated this week. Did you hear what I said? I said be translated this week. Go from glory to glory in the name of Jesus. Everything that is holding you back. 
Every sin that clings to you, that claims rights over you is disconnected this week in the name of Jesus. Nothing is going to hold you back. You're going from glory to glory to glory. My God, my God, I can tell you the Lord loves you so much. I can tell you I was able to bring to you because the Lord desires to take you to that place. Death has no more power over you. Now you understand you are being translated to go to the next level. Let things that need to die in your life, let it die. Yes, child of God, remember, not 10 persons, let it be 100% surrender. That becomes the covenant you make with the Lord. Yes, some of you, the Lord will, you may have already given you offerings, but the Lord is leading you to make an offering that is an unusual offering. Respond to that right now because I know there is a grace on this word. Claim that and say, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, I make a covenant with you, Lord. Not 10% grace. I want to receive 100% grace. I want to function in the way the kingdom does, much more than a Pharisee. Let my righteousness exceed that of a Pharisee. Let my walk with you. Let it be 100%, not once a week fellowship, but that I might dwell in the house of the Lord, that I may never take my gaze from you, Lord Jesus. I surrender all. I surrender all. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to Him, my blessed Savior. I surrender all. The word has, has done something, child of God. Zini the word has released a grace. The word has released something I can sense. I can sense your spirit trembling. You must, you, you, if, you are, if you carefully notice, you can feel your bones tremble. The spirit of God has filled your house. The Spirit of God has filled the sanctuary. The Spirit of God is all over you. Sing a new song to the Lord. I feel the Holy Spirit leading some of you to just make a new song in the Spirit. Just sing out to the Spirit. Zeno Mahasa, Lake Brokosia. The service just says, no rush to leave. Just enjoy the Lord. Little longer. Wherever you are seated, wherever you are kneeling down, wherever. Just begin to just cry out to the Lord. Just recommit your life. Let Him in. Let the light of God take over. It is time for you to be transitioned from glory to glory. I wish you the best Easter you've ever had because you're taking off in Jesus' mighty name.